0: Great. Thank you. I'm Tim. If we haven't had a chance to meet, I'm the, uh, the vicar here. Uh, if you want to grab a Bible, I think there are, well, there's some laid out or there's some in the, uh, there. If you like book form or if you've got your smartphone or tablet. Although I prefer book form. I can't impose, but uh, I just find if I go on my phone to get the Bible, I also get distracted by <laughs> what might be happening elsewhere in our world. So... Um, as a discipline, I go with, with book. Thank you, guys. There's people handing around. And so we're on page 1028, 1028 in these green Bibles, which if you're on uh, and those watching at home, it's great to see you have you with us. Although we'd love to have you in person. Um, uh, but we're in John chapter 20. Um, so we're, you know, it's typically we'd read this around Easter time. But I'm thinking about our values as a church, our core values in these next three weeks. We're just refreshing them to encounter God, to embrace one another, and to engage with our world. And so this evening, we're thinking about encounter with God, and uh, let's pay attention to this account of John, to the resurrection of Jesus, and the first witnesses. Verse 11 of chapter 20, now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned round And saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? And thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he'd said these things to her. Core value number one, encounter God counter God. This morning I was privileged to have um, some in-house training from um, our worship pastor and head of production, Matthew Gatt. Uh, Hannah and I, Hannah a children's family worker and myself, we were in the booth at the back and Matt was just taking us through. Uh, <laughs> he was very kind because he, <laughs> he knew he was with the vicar. He said, this is how you turn it on. <laughs> and we went from there um, he, he didn't patronize, it was really just so. how we turn the sound on, how we turn the... This is how pro presenter works, which is what does the, the words and the, all the visuals. And then we went to the lights, because um, we have, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've got quite an impressive light, Rick, right now we can do washes. Uh, I thought that was to do with the bathroom, but apparently you can have a light wash. Uh, do you know there's a button in there on the lights, this sort of light console that is called Disco. It's how hard is that to do right now? I'm, I'm now going, a, a horse, and I've just jumped on it. Oh, what am I looking at? Can we do disco? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Steady. Okay. Um, amazing. This is, uh, the, the, the lights are part of um, our refurbishment project and we'd, we'd intended as part of the refurb to have lights in the, in the arches and on the pillars and uh, all these different things. That's just the lights. And then the sound. And this stage, I mean, I have to say, you know, Matt it, it, and his team uh, have done an incredible job and actually behind the scenes, because there's a whole lot of admin behind all that, so again, Laura and her team just getting in the, the subcontractors and all the people linking it all together, but this this, this platform here used to be awash with cables and it is now clean Um, incredible amazing great production you can feel a butt coming on can't you (laughs) if and it's an artificial thing but if it was down to a binary choice between great production and God's presence the latter would win hands down. If I can sort of exaggerate to, to make my point, I don't give a stuff about all the lights and the sound and the <laughs> touche. <laughs> That's the disadvantage of doing a talk in the morning, because he knew that line was coming. Very good. But actually, I don't. Compared to, I mean, it's important. I really, Matt knows, I really appreciate the work that he and his team and behind the scenes have put in to, to uh, enable us to come across well. Hopefully for those of you watching at home because of the way we light, um the place and light those who are in speaking and so on. It, it all helps. We listen with our eyes more than we think we do. So I, I, I don't, do, but if it was a binary choice with this or that, God's presence every time. I loved, secretly, deep down, I loved, and I realized, again, this was hard for for Matt and and those who are involved with the the sort of, you know, the technical element of um, our gathering, and I don't bear that direct responsibility. So I loved it when there was some kind of outage a few months ago. In fact, Laura Hicks was leading uh, our worship, and suddenly, poof, it all went out, do you remember? And, and actually, what I liked about that was um, we, we also oh, 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 and then Laura just, well, let's carry on worshipping God. And so just, it was acoustic. It was just a guitar and our voices. And, and on, we, 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 in fact, we, we grew into worship of God in song. I thought, oh, thank goodness. The sense of God's presence freshly there, great production of God's presence, God's presence every time. I, m- my daughter, uh, is; she has, I think it's fair to say, an ambivalent relationship with the church in general, although she uh, has her own relationship with, um, with her heavenly father. But she has what she calls the power cut test. And she doesn't have much truck with any church that when it gathers for its main meeting, wouldn't know what to do if there was a power cut. If suddenly the sound went and the lights went and the dry ice machine dried up, and everyone was all, quick, quick, someone fix it, someone fix it. Which is, well, I'm out of here. There's an authentic Christian community to my daughter. In that context, is you don't need all the the whizzes and bangs. And the, and that. That's all secondary or tertiary. It's just, is God here amongst us? Hence, our value encounter God. I would argue that the embracing one another and the engaging with the world kind of flow from that one. If in engaging with the world and embracing one another, we, we don't somehow encourage people to encounter God, enable people to encounter God, then as the church, because there are lots of other organizations that embrace one another. The pub does a brilliant job of encouraging you to embrace one another. Cafes and bars do a great job of embracing one another. Loads of charities engage with the world in, in, in amazing ways. We're just one of a number who embrace one another. And again, but those guys don't primarily purport to encourage you into relationship with God. So encounter God. I looked up the word encounter. It means to meet unexpectedly, or to face or experience a challenge. Oh, that's interesting. That it, that it is this, this meeting or engaging with the idea that there's a challenge. And I thought, yeah, I suppose there's something in that. The idea that we can know and be known by the God of the whole universe, the Lord of heaven and earth, this rocket that they're desperately trying to launch over in the States, is, is, is so that we can, I understand, so get onto the moon, but from the moon have a base that we can get. We can go into some of the more far-flung Aspects of our galaxy, which is just one of, goodness knows how many galaxies? I mean, the, the vastness of the universe. So I guess there is something of a challenge in this idea that you and I, little old you and little old me, can actually know and encounter the God of the heavens. So a little illustration. Are we out for a game? Is the right response. Okay, so here we go. It's a little homespun, but I'm sure you'll be fine with it. Uh, So I have got the image of someone that I think you will be able to recognize. But what I'm going to do is cover the image up and then very, very slowly reveal it. And I'd like actually, initially, if you want to just, rather than calling out, do you want to just raise a hand when you are pretty sure you recognize who or what the image is? It's a person, so who it, who it, it is. Okay, so you put a hand up, but don't call out. Listen to me, teacher. Okay, do, okay, just put your hand up, and then when we've got enough in the room, we'll see. Okay, you happy? Okay, here we go. So let's cover it up. First of all, oh, hang on. Can't do. Hang on. OK. Who is this?? No calling out, love. Did you not hear me? Always in the back, isn't it? It's the back row? Always. OK. Whoops, whoa whoa Oh, Where she Whoa! Whoa. Oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. Yeah, Thank you so much. Oh, now we've broken the thing. Did you see that? Oh, a few hands. Okay. No, Vicar. <laughs> okay, okay. For those that didn't quite see. Do we know? Yeah? Yeah. Go on, call it out. The Queen! The Queen. Oh. Do you know, you, he's having a real laugh at the back, Matt, because he said, after the, this morning, I did this this morning, he said, do you want me to digitalize that? And I said, no, no, it's fine. I'll be able to cope. <laughs> yeah. uh, should we another one? One more, one more. Okay. Can you? Um, um, if I can, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> My glamorous assistant. Yeah. I'll just take this one off here. So put. The, we should put. Let's put the queen on the drums. This uh, like that There. Okay. Oh, okay. You're brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that before? Um, okay. So re- just a real slow reveal. Okay, hands up when you think you know. Oh, too much, too much. No, look at that straight away. Okay, just okay. Let's leave it there. That much. Go on, who is it? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Now, hey, let's hold. Look, Ed, it is Ed Sheeran. You recognise the whole of Ed Sheeran from that? The paper's quite
1: seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone digital. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, well, what are we going to do with Ed? Let's, where should we put Ed? Actually, we don't want Ed to be a distraction. Well, no, we don't. Let's, there we are, like that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Remember, encounter God. Despite the vicar, encounter God. Little illustration. Like The whole pit, you only need to see a tiny slither to, to recognize the whole. You just saw a little bit of the queen. You saw a tiny bit of Ed, and that was enough for you to go outside that's the queen. There's none of us in this room, there's none of us in this world who will ever grasp God in all his vastness, his holiness, his creativity, his power. No way. And he knows that because he's the creator and we are just creation. Amazing creation, but creation we are finite we're limited and so wonderfully he has revealed enough to us so that in recognizing that the slither that is Jesus we can begin to grasp the whole he allows us into an element so that we can enter into his whole without blowing our minds and that's a challenge so encountering God is is a kind of challenge in that sense we talk about the transcendence of God, that he's, he's way beyond our understanding. A prayer to finish the church service is often the peace of God, kind of knowing God's presence. That knowledge that goes beyond our understanding. And yet we can know a little bit, and through that little bit, understand, receive, and embrace the whole. But how do we actually encounter God? How, how do we get to see that, that little sliver that, that, that opens up everything that God is to us? And that's where we are in this passage. John, John chapter 20. Mary's gone to uh, embalm the body. And the stones rolled away. There is no body there. Jesus is gone. She's upset. And she sees a figure... That she doesn't recognize. We know, of course, that it's Jesus. But she doesn't, John tells us, she didn't realize that it was Jesus, the end of verse 14. And so, verse 15, thinking he's the gardener, says, Look, where is the body? And then there comes this moment of encounter, a moment of recognition. Mary, when the gardener utters one word. Verse 16. Mary, her name. He he says her name and he demonstrates that he knows who she is. And that for Mary is the point, an irreversible point. Of recognition when she realizes that the risen Lord Jesus Christ knows her and calls her by name she encounters him she embraces the challenge of being known by him we know that because when she goes back to the disciples she thought she'd seen the gardener but then he calls her name. She responds, by the way, Rabboni um, in Aramaic. John points out that she uses a you know, particular language, and this, this phrase just sort of tumbles out. It's an unusual phrase. The scholars tell us that it doesn't really occur in contemporary Jewish literature. And it, it really was only used by the people of prayer in addressing God. So it, it, if you like, it's a way of her saying Kind of my teacher, m- m- someone who I know, my, my healer, my restorer, my you're you're everything that many other people would, but you are God. In fact, just fast forward a little bit, just a few days later, and the disciple that we nickname, maybe unkindly as doubting Thomas, same thing. I, I don't, I don't believe he's risen from the dead. And so Jesus appears to him. Put your hands into my, uh, put your hand, fingers into my hands, and your hand into my side. See and believe. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God, encounter, recognition, touch here, touch here, see enough, feel enough that you begin to comprehend the whole of who it is that you're standing in front of, the unique person of Jesus Christ, crucified, died, buried, risen, living, breathing, Speaking, calling, naming Jesus. And so Mary races back. This gardener in verse 14 has now, verse 18, become the Lord. I have seen the Lord. By the way, I'm sure you're aware, but in those days, a woman's testimony did not count. It was inadmissible in a court of law the early church staked its entire essence and being on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everyone dies. Many people were crucified. The issue, the uniqueness of Jesus Christ was not that he died on a cross. Loads of people did. The issue was that he rose again from the dead. Who was the first witness? A woman. And the church chose to believe the testimony of a woman. And through that, the world was turned upside down, Thomas and the disciples, and then the early church, and all the way through history, all down the ages, the church of Jesus Christ is still growing in the church today, not in the West, it's sleepy, dying in its current form, but in uh, the the so-called global South, China, where it's outlawed, churches planted dozens a week or more through encounter with Jesus. Encounter God, one of our core values. But here's the thing about encounter, how to tell whether an encounter with God is genuine. And i trying to illustrate this by way of a true story, a few years ago, I was walking down the, from Hammersmith Broadway, down the Fulham Palace Road, and there were quite a lot of people walking sort of with me, and, uh, or just in my direction, and uh, other people walking towards me. And I noticed this tall man. He, he was so tall and kind of big, just a big frame, that he was kind of, literally sort of head and shoulders above everyone else. So I... I um, Spot him. I wasn't wearing my glasses, so he's kind of out of my f- kind of immediate field of vision. So I didn't, I didn't recognize him. But I saw him, and there was something about. He had. He's a big guy. He had quite a sort of distinctive, quite a heavy gait as he walked, and he was wearing a quite, you know, a, a really nice kind of long kind of trench coat as he walked towards me. He was. His skin colour was black. Uh, so he just was striking. And as he walked, I, somehow how I sort of kept my gaze on him as I walked towards him and he walked towards me. And there came a moment, there was a, a moment of recognition when I went from just, there's a man in the crowd, to, there is Lenny Henry. <laughs> I did that moment, you know that little thing? You know when you see someone who is well known, famous, celebrity, and you certainly can't be. And you do that, so you slightly sort of stare a bit. Is it really? Can, is it? And no, it definitely is. And then you do that bit. You know, do you do this when you, when you uh, if you sort of meet someone who's in the public eye, and you slightly sort of catch yourself, you just sort of have to check that you're not being sort of geeky. You know, sort of just walking, actually. You know, Lenny Henry, yeah. <laughs> Rob's like, ah, oh, this is Lenny Henry. But I couldn't believe it. And he wa- he wa- he's big big guy and he walked straight, I could, if I didn't, but I could have touched him, <laughs> he, was, he just walked by like that, I came home and said, guess who I saw today, Don't Lenny Henry, Oh, the kids all went, who's Lenny Henry, I said, but Joe was impressed, <laughs> Lenny Henry, I saw Lenny Henry, I saw Lenny Henry, this man who I didn't recognize, there, he, there came a point when I recognized who he was, It's, in one small sense, forever changed me. I can't now say I've never been in the presence of Lenny Henry. I've got this story to tell at church. Lenny, if you're watching. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Was that an encounter? I'll tell you why I don't think it it qualifies as the, the encounter that I'm talking about with our value here. Do you think Lenny Henry went home to Dawn French? He said, You'll never guess who I saw. <laughs> Walking down Ham Fulham Palace Road. You'll never guess. Saw him there, he was, you know, good looking guy. <laughs> no. He just walked straight past me. No flicker of recognition. He's got no idea who I am. I know who he is. I'm struck by him. But he completely Here's the thing about the God that we worship. Here's here's the challenge that is both ours and his. Our challenge is will we put ourselves in a place where we can know him? Will we, we use the phrase here sometimes, to press in or to lean in? Will we be intentional in discovering more of God? But it's a challenge the other way, if you think about it. Will God accept the challenge of getting to know us? And the answer to that question is the already has. It's a challenge because he is a holy God outside of our finite little created knowledge. He's so powerful, so big, and crucially so pure and so holy. And you and I are stained in our sin outside of Christ. So will we accept the challenge of knowing God? And will God accept the challenge of knowing us? Holy God, sinful people, yes, in Christ. I spoke about this a few weeks ago. It is finished, paid. God has accepted the challenge. And he runs to meet us, Luke 15, the story that Jesus told of the, the running father. He runs to embrace us, to kiss us, to enable us to encounter him. Isn't that incredible? And that's what we value. That with the little bit that God reveals in Christ to us, it's enough for us to know that we can know God and that God knows us. We don't only believe in a God, we believe in a God who believes in us. We love a God who loves us. We recognize a God who recognizes us and calls each and every one of us by name. That's why I wanna invite you this evening uh, I don't know who, who uh, I know a number of you by name, but I don't necessarily know all of your stories. I don't know where you are in this journey of encounter with God. But can I ask you this question? It's, it's, it's not the perfect question, but it'll kind of do, I think, as a sort of litmus test to where you are in terms of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by his spirit. Can I ask you, in, in your spirit, in your inner being... Just you, yourself, and God. Have you, like, like Mary, have you heard God call your name? Do you know that God knows you and loves you, as demonstrated by Christ on the cross and the gift of his healing Cleansing and empowering spirit. Do you know the love of God such that he calls you by name? Releasing you to believe not just in God, but in the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the creativity and the power and the love of God, the patience of God. That you know these things about God, his character. They've become part of your character so that you grow inevitably into a greater and greater desire to please him because you've encountered him. Rabboni. Just want to invite the uh, Matt and the, the team back. We're going to. Uh, Respond with some worship. There'll be a kind of we'll have, we'll have a sort of soft close, and then um, just allows people to to get away. And the main response we'd love to pray. I'd love to pray uh, with you. That's always one of our responses. But maybe our main response tonight is as a people to press into our worship of God through fresh encounter as we as we sing. But just as these guys prepare themselves, it's one or two little applications, what, what pressing into that encounter might look like as we, as we engage with his word we read the Bible, if you were here last week I thought Russ's uh, kind of interactive talk on the, the Bible as this kind of speech act of God, this is God speaking c- continually so we read not just oh, I've got to read a bit of the Bible, I've got to get through the Bible, no we just allow God's voice through his word to get through us that we, we feed. You know, when you have a really good meal, you, you want to linger on that. Oh, that tastes so good. Let that, let that just, the taste just linger in the palate. And you chew and you swallow and you allow your body to digest. Same with the food of God's word. Encounter Him through the words. Just sort of skim through, get it done, tick, done today. No, no, no. I mean, if, if it needs, if needs be, read less in order to feed more. He's like, oh, I've got to read a whole thing. No, we'll just read one verse or one story or one paragraph. But, but linger on it, chew on it, and God in it. Or prayer. What's the Sunday school answer to what is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. Yeah, we talk a lot. What about Just practicing stillness and silence and and simply listening. Listening to the Father. Listen, when was the last time you heard the Lord actually call your name? That's a prayer. You ask Him, say, Lord, because I believe you know who I am, so call me by name. And then all the other voices that are like a white noise whirling around your brain, let them just dissipate until all you can hear is the voice of the Father saying, in my case, Timothy. Which means, actually, beloved of God. I'll receive that. And linger in it. And stay in it. Don't move on. I am a child of God, known by name, Tim. this week little challenge set aside time just push away your desk find a corner maybe on the loo I don't know wherever you can find space push everything else to the periphery listen to the voice of God encounter him in prayer and in song I'm struck I, just a number of times um, uh, no I won't go there actually sorry we're coming into land. Ask me afterwards if you want. I was, yeah, shouldn't have started there, sorry. Song. We have some amazing lyrics that we sing. Essentially, all I wanted to say was you know, the temptation to lardy-dar our way through the song and then just move on. If there's a line that troubles you, and there frequently are with me, can I sing that line? Is that really what I believe? Is that really the place in which I am? Can I really sing that with integrity? I am regularly, golly. Wow. That's a little cue from God. An opportunity for us to reappraise and to have fresh encounter. What would it mean for me to be able to sing that line with full integrity? I'll go away and ponder that this week. I'll look up that word that I don't know what it means. Everyone else has been singing, so I'll sing it too. There's a lot of Christian jargon that we sing out. it's, It's but what, what is it? What does it mean? What am I actually singing? Because if I, if I refresh my understanding, then there's a chance through the worship of God, the singing, I will have fresh encounter with God. Our core value, to encounter God. Let's stand together, if you're able. And just a moment. I don't know how you, you read the tone of that encounter in John 20. And what, what Jesus' disposition is towards Mary, I think he sees in her distress and her tears. I, I, I think he's so gentle. As he approaches her, as he calls her, he doesn't spew out a whole load of stuff. He just says, Mary. He kind of knows that's all she could probably take was just to hear her name. Unconscious am of all the stuff I've spoken tonight. Maybe, again, it's just a little sliver. It's one thought one phrase one word so right now I encourage you to, to take that as the opening or the entree that's the springboard to fresh encounter with God is